Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, baby. Is it that one? Oh, baby. Let's get it going. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMBA show. Let's go. Let's go. Live from sunny San Diego. Technically, La Jolla. La Jolla, like, even prettier than San Diego. There's San Diego, there's levels, and then there's La Jolla, I feel. This is gorgeous what driving around La Jolla in Spanish means the beautiful. There it is. You you know, just look how beautiful it is out. (laughs) Is that true? (laughs) Of course it's not. Um, Bonita would be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. San Diego, Uh, German for Denver Nuggets. We here, guys, game uh, day number two of Denver Nuggets training camp. Yes. Uh, another eventful and fruitful uh, media session with the, yes. with the team. And plenty more to talk about. We are going to get to Michael Malone responding to this. He he just found out today, guys, that the Lakers have been. He had no uh, idea. Yeah, he didn't know. He's, we're going to break that down. I'm telling you, he had a quote so good that we have to break it down line by line. We're going to have to go like to the telestrator. We're going to have to turn into Tim Legler and go up to the, the board and break this down one step at a time. It was that good. We talked to Justin Holiday. We talked to Jamal Murray. Uh, we got some news and notes from around the association. Ooh. Around, we might do a little around the association Let's for the go. first time. And a Bet365 top five presented by this guy over here. Uh, he put it together. I got the homies with me. The Short King. Rocking the Short King shirt. Bread yeah, and vote. I hope you can see it at home. I was going to give myself the same introduction, Adam. New gear, <laughs> short kings rise up. You know, it's time we reclaim it. You know what I mean? It's it's mm, not a it's yeah. not it's not an insult. It's it's not. It's an acknowledgement of greatness. It's not. Mm. Every time we talk about you being short, that's not an insult. No, what you're saying <laughs> is you're great, and I yeah. hear that. Yeah. I hear that. I'm glad you hear that one. Uh, and then over there, Harrison Wind, Michael Malone acknowledged some greatness today. Your mustache. That's right. Oh man, I almost <laughs> forgot. I feel great. Today's been awesome. You just right and high. Yeah, right and high. <laughs> Adam asked Michael Malone to rate your mustache on a scale of one to a hundred. Yeah, you gave him a big scale. That was weird. One to a hundred really opened it up. <laughs> that did throw him off for a second. Yeah, he broke it back down to ten. He gave me an eight out of ten. And I'll tell you what, I, I think little, you should you should take that. I'm taking it. It was yeah. biased. I'm. I have the same name as his dad. That's all it is. That's it. That's the whole thing. (laughs) There you go. Um, You know, training camp's interesting because you break down all the pieces that you learn, and it's like, it's not that much. You know, it's just like a practice. What did you get from practice? You know, only so much. But at the same time, the pieces, every day new pieces come together where you start to see the puzzle. We are like, you know, one-fifteenth way through a puzzle, and, you know, you can start to see it. We got the edge. 
You know, most of the edge pieces are all in. We've done the border. You got the border. The you maybe have there. a little patch over here. And you're we like, at okay. least know what the shape is. Like you can tell the shape. Yep. Yeah, totally there. So that's how I feel today after day two. Just a little bit more clarity. I'll start off before we get into the details. I just kind of like to do the big picture thing. But mm-hmm. Harrison, do you have a big picture of today's uh, media session? The quote that stuck for me uh, today is when it comes to the second unit. <laughs> We've already spent a lot of time on the second unit in the lead up to training camp. I feel like it's the only mystery. We're going to spend a lot more time (laughs) on it throughout the rest of the preseason. It's really the only uncertainty around this team right now. And Michael Malone said today that he's not giving anything away. He's not giving any minutes away. Check. Anybody on that second unit, I think that's the case for everybody except Christian Brown, who played in the playoffs last year on the second unit, rotation minutes. But there's a lot of competition going on this week for spots on that second unit. And I think Mike Malone loves that. He yeah. loves competition. I think he loves that his starting five is locked in and they haven't missed a beat. He said that today as well. But I also think he loves that there's some things to figure out when it comes to his bench. And I think he's, I think it's real about that. Totally. And, I, and I imagine that this is a weird training camp for Michael Malone in that it is both the most clear anything's ever been an unclear in that part, right? Like the starters, are there any questions? No, hundred percent. Everything is known. Yeah, they look great. They look like, great. Like, end oh, of story. And we'll get to that. Cause this actually is a, a fun story to talk about. I mean, you're sure, right that it's sure. end of story, but it's also fun. But the second unit's like, what do we know about them? Almost nothing. So we know mm-hmm. everything on one group yeah. and nothing on the other. And that's part of the interesting dynamic of it. Um, what was your big you know, assessment of the day? You know, I'm actually going to go back to a disagreement Wind and I had yesterday where I thought maybe Malone was all business and Wind maybe went the other direction. I'm going with Wind on this one. I do think Malone is not too loose or anything, but they're the there's no palpable pressure or tension right now. And then to piggyback on what you guys were just talking about, you know, we, we've joked in the past about how everyone wants to have the best team in front of them, but a GM really likes to build. You know what I mean? They really like to get in there and, and put their fingerprints on on team building. I wonder if it's the same for coaches. Yeah. Malone knows what he has in the starting five, and that's beautiful. But like you said, he gets to sink his teeth into some real coaching here and figure out this rotation. There are some questions on this team in the in the five through ten, six through ten. What happened? You Michael Malone huh? seems so relaxed to me. Well, give your take. Are you setting it up? I just feel like he's kind of in chill mode. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> We've covered Michael Malone for a long time. I've never seen him this relaxed heading into a season. Yeah. And of course, winning a championship helps. That takes so much stress off your shoulders. Oh, my gosh. But I, I think having you know the starting five locked in, it helps. But another aspect that helps is it's not that Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are just coming back from their season long injuries they've already played a season yeah you know you don't have to worry about that heading into the year nearly as much as you did last year Uh, you don't have to have as much of that rest stuff and injury prevention stuff top of mind although michael porter jr did hurt his ankle today we can talk about that too yeah we'll get to that but i just think having those guys a year you know plus removed from the injuries from where they were last year takes even more stress off his plate uh, Michael Malone's letting his hair grow out right now. Well, DeAndre hey, Jordan has a new nickname for him. What? Oh, what is it? <laughs> Long hair. 
which is pretty <laughs> on the nose. Yeah. Good I mean, nickname. I like that. He's I like just when guys go, nicknames. He's are, just yeah. going around calling Michael Malone long hair. Yeah. Just like calling me short guy. Yeah. I just I just get the sense that Michael Malone is relaxed and at peace and comfortable with the team he's got. Yeah. Um you as you were talking about long hair, it made me realize something. Malone's hair is inversely correlated to his tension. Think about this. As he gets older, he's growing his hair out and becoming chill mode. This is a thing that's actually happening. He has the longest hair ever. Last year, he comes back and he has long, long hair. We thought it was gone. We thought he didn't actually have hair. He yeah. comes back, and last year was the most relaxed he's been. We come to camp. He knew he had a championship team. He's like, all right, we're good. I'm going to manage this team all year, lead him there. Then this year, comes back even longer haired. I'm telling you, I think you're right. You, you hedged your bet. Didn't he hedge his bet? He's been telling us that Malone is over camp. It's easy. He's in chill mode. Like He's like full Jokic now to where he's like, ah, we're good. Like I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give him that. But I think it yeah. might be hair related. <laughs> or at least the hair reflects this. Hold on. Your mustache has hit altered your ego at all 100 percent. yeah of course 100 percent. so no i think there's something we to should this. just all grow out our hair this year if that's the case become different people Th this is we're all just not stressed about the team yeah this is what it is i joked that malone is morphing into greg popovich it is phil jackson and by the end of it uh he'll be smoking kind love with us on the air <laughs> on the show he puts just the shaggy show. hair put that in your pipe <laughs> <laughs> your pipe and smoke it. We're doing this for you. Yeah. Uh. Um, he did say, yeah, he likes. He just likes to keep people on their toes, mess around with some things, which is so funny. I told him it looked good. I told him he should keep it. He got a tattoo and grew his hair out this summer. You know, this Unbelievable. hippie, this filthy hippie, this man. Um, and then, yeah, I, so I don't know. You, he is in chill mode, though. I do think that he is back to being relaxed. I mean, he's serious. This is not to say Malone doesn't have his eye on the prize or this or that, but yeah. I just do think that it's something about... A coach and a leader who knows that his guys are in the right place, so he's not worried about it. And he has the appropriate amount, I would say, of levity and the appropriate amount of seriousness uh, to go along with it. And, you know, speaking of levity, you know, he did have, and we have to break this down line by line now, my favorite part of trading camp so far, which is, you guys might find this surprising. He had no idea. He had no idea that the Lakers had been making comments about, oh, yeah, we've had conversations. to him. We're ready to go. Um, we're going to break this down line by line. Om Young Mitsuk, who from ESPN, he's, he was here today. I think he's going to be here the rest of the week with, from ESPN. And, you know, he was, he asked him like, Hey man, have you seen the Lakers have mentioned you guys celebrating a little hard, which by the way, the Nuggets have, I mean, the Nuggets have danced on their grave a little yeah. bit this year Let's yeah, not yeah, sure, ourselves. Sure. or at the parade and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. and he says, Oh, they're talking about us <laughs> like that. Like he'd never heard it. Oh, really? Heard it for the first time today. Oh, oh, really? They're, oh, oh, okay. Oh, and oh. he looks at him and he gives him the look of like, huh? And he's not doing it exaggerated. He's doing it really. He actually. Oh, they're talking about us. Acting wise, I us? would say. Oh, I, they're talking about us. The champs. Eight, eight out of ten, I would say. Like it was very, very. He's not winning an Academy Award, but it was pretty good. And then he goes, "That was like four months ago." Or he goes, "All right, was that like four months ago?" He yeah. asked. Like, Legit how, question. How many months? Yeah, was that how four many, months was ago? That four months ago. As many? if, as if he doesn't. July, know. August, September, October. That's four. That's yeah. like Bryn Forbes guessing his career three point percentage. Well, also, you know, Malone. My favorite thing about Malone is when he he'll give a stat and he'll be like, "I think last year." <laughs> Defensively, we had something like a 111.6 defensive like, rating. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I think you're right. I think, so. I think yeah. you're guessing the exact right number. That was, was that four months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, and then he lets out a, yeah, 
pause, like such a dismissive, like, man, wasn't that four years ago? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. They're still. He says, I can't speak for anybody in L.A. I can speak. And I love another Malone. I'm telling you, he's so he's so details obsessed. I love it. I can speak for the 17 players on our team. So Eight. not. Nope. The, not on. the not hold the on. three nope, training camp wrong. invites. Say, yeah, well, not them. He can't speak for them. <laughs> okay. Actually, they might be Lakers. You never know. All right. uh, I can speak for the 17 players on our team. 18 players now. He corrected it. <laughs> The new two-way. There's three two-ways yeah. this year, so there's 18. He corrected it. Shout out, 18 Jay players now. And then he said, and our group. So I guess that does include the camp invites. And then he goes, but if they're still worried about us, that's on them. This is a new season, a new challenge. I just love it. That's the Uno reverse card. You know, the like, oh, they're talking about us. That's so shameful. That's Don Draper in the elevator. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think about you at all. That's totally. He uno reversed him on this one. Um, new season, new challenge, and then I and then I'm, this is where it really gets good. He feels himself at this point, you know. Also, to this point, I'm not saying he rehearsed it, but I do think he was like waiting for the question. You know, he kind of was like, he knows I, know, it's coming. "I know how I'm going to answer this one whenever it comes up." He says. It was a hell of a series against them. It was a hell of a series. Hell man. of a series. Hell of a Long series. series. And then he goes, you know, I know it was a 4-0 sweep. Oh, that's you know, only like, four games. Yeah, I know it was a 4-0 sweep, but all of those games seemed like they were down they to were, the wire. The closest sweep in NBA was, history, people are man, saying. Man, they, all those games were down to man, the, the wire. And the Lakers are playing hard. <laughs> They're giving <laughs> right. it their all. And, and, and this part, we're, we're mimicking. Course, Malone's yeah. actually being reverent here, but the word cho- choice is kind of hilarious for us to have fun with. And he says, and I said after that game four, we have tremendous respect for that team, tremendous respect for Darvin Ham as a coach and the job that he did. But I don't listen to any of that stuff. I don't know what they're saying, but uh, if we're on their minds, that's on them. <laughs> Just a perfect, I mean, I'm telling you, the setup, you know, it's like, you know, when you, I don't know if you guys fish. But you know, you get a fish on the line. Justin Holiday does. Yeah, Justin Holiday. You get a fish on the line, you just want to like reel it in right away. It's like, oh no, like this. Sometimes you can't do that, you guys. You're going to. You know, not going to get a full. You got to let him pull it. You know, you got to really let him set mm-hmm. the hook. I feel like I was Malone, kind of like, oh, 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 really? They're talking about us? Oh. Huh? Wasn't wasn't that four months ago? It's like, I just went it now. Boom! It's hooked. Let's reel this fish in. Let's yeah. reel it in. I'm telling you though, I love it. I I talked about this yesterday too. There's first of all, I do think this is the makings of a rivalry. These are the tectonic shifts, if you will, that that mm. precede that. Um, mm-hmm. And and we'll talk about Malone's thoughts on that, but. Uh, even even us in the media getting them on a bit. I mean, this is how it works. Yeah. Um, but I I, uh, I just I like this thing where the Nuggets are sort of placing rivalries beneath them, even if secretly they might acknowledge it, or maybe individually any one of them might feel a certain type of way. It's oh, the Lakers are worried about the Nuggets. The Nuggets are worried about the Nuggets, and that's you know what, <laughs> and that and that's that's where you get to be as yeah. a champion. They're just worried about figuring out the bench unit. And eating acai bowls after practice. That's right, which are delicious. <laughs> which is which are your favorite. I do love it. Um, and I'll tell you this. like The Lakers fans, this is what I love. This is one thing. And it, I got Lakers fans friends. You know, I got them. They, there is the thing of like, we're not mad. You guys are mad. We're not mad. Like our show yesterday, we had the title of the Lakers. Lakers fans in there very upset. Very oh, upset. you guys. Just trying to get clicks off the Lakers' name or this or that. And yet, there mad. you are. And that there you are watching the show and responding to it. It's like this is what I love about it, being the bully, being the smuggets, being be up on top looking down. We're even looking down on the – how many do they have, 16 or 17? I don't know. A bunch. You're talking about old stuff, Adam. Most of them no, were no, in Minnesota. No. I don't know. We have a consensus here at mm, DMV. We have more. a consensus that the uh, – 
The Lakers, honestly, we have to give them respect. Historic. They are the team of the past. The team of the past. <laughs> I honestly think that they deserve that. They they've earned that title. When you talk about history, I'm good to give it to them. They've they've earned it. I think they've I I think for sure. If you're talking about it. history, yeah. It's the Lakers. I mean, this all, league was built on the Lakers. All right. those they won in Minneapolis, you know, all right. the ones they won, you know, in the in the sixties. From all the way the back to Showtime era. Showtime era, yeah. Historic. History. Yeah. yeah. I would they are the team, team of, the, of past. the past. But the Nuggets, team of the future. I and I like, agree with Malone. I'm yeah. not sure it's a rivalry. When I get excited about this year, I don't know if I'm excited about that. I mean, they might be there. I think the Lakers might view it as a rivalry more than the Nuggets. Do. I think but, they might, man. But I also gotta say I can't wait to play the Suns this year. I'm excited for that one. Oh, man. I can't That's wait. To play man, the Suns. That's gonna man the bad blood between those teams, now and that's... just how you're talking about two contenders going at each other. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean you know, and the Suns took yeah. those two games, which was that's right. They did get to change the dynamic. They did push it the six. I will say this: yeah. we're doing the thing we're supposed to do because it's awesome and fun. I don't think anyone's doing anything wrong. Like the Lakers Nobody side of it. Is. No, no. But I'm saying this is good. This yeah. is how rivalries start, yeah. and this dynamic that we're describing has been one sided when right. it comes to these two teams for a long time. Yeah. And right now. The Nuggets and their fans have the opposite camp living in the past. And that's right. that's beautiful. And I actually do hope, like, I am more stoked for ring night because of all of this. And that's that's okay. I mean, yeah. I, I like the tension. Lakers fans have been coming at Nuggets fans over this saying, well, you guys started it because the Nuggets talk shit during the playoffs <laughs> and at the parade. Yeah. And then Michael Malone did one interview on Pat McAfee where he made fun of LeBron James retiring, hey, which he, looking he back on he it did. is hilarious. Yeah. And he should make fun of him for that because that was a ridiculous storyline. Hold on, hold on. Keep it real. He talks shit, man. Malone, Malone. I just said that. Yeah, he yeah, did Malone. talk shit, but he should have talked shit yeah. because LeBron deserved it for that bullshit that he pulled. That is so true. I'm not retired. Take the attention that off was of bullshit, you. Put it on man. me. Yeah, that was so true. Um, but, anyway. But the, the Nuggets did that in the context of the actual season. Yeah. This is next season. Right. That shit's in the past. Yeah. So leave it in the past. Just I, like those titles. I love it. It makes the game more interesting. I mean, it's just like, here's the thing. It's going to create, I mean, maybe it actually does make this into a rivalry. I don't know. Um, Five games this time? It's always fun. Gentleman sweep? Hey, would be a, a next, nice improvement. A nice them. clash of the past and the present. Um, let's take a break. On the other side, we do have more notes. Justin Holiday once again, had some interesting things to say. And there's actually a little bit more from Malone that I want to get into on the other side. Guys, the best way to start your day is with AG1. If you want to uh, just improve your immune system, get more energy in your daily life, check out AG1. You just take a scoop of it every single morning, put it in a cup of water, drink it, and you're on with your day. Contains high uh, minerals and vitamins, superfoods, adaptogens, probiotics. AG1, it's all you need to get off to a great day. Do it alive. No matter what, I'm freaking hot, we're all hot, man. No matter what type of diet you're on, you can use AG1. If you're vegan, if you don't eat meat, if you're if you're uh, gluten free, lactose free, AG1 matches up with all types of diets, all types of lifestyles. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash nuggets 
drinkag1.com slash nuggets. Hey, start your day with AG1, finish it with a Denver event. I don't know, a Nuggets game, for example. Maybe it's ring night. No matter what you're looking at from the apps to the Nuggets to concerts, the best way to get your butts in those seats for the best prices is with Game Time, which is uh, not a dating app, but I keep calling it one. They like to pair up two parties. Those of you looking to sell your tickets last second, those of you looking to buy the tickets last second, meet up on Game Time, exchange some U.S. currency, and find yourself in the best seat of the house. Uh, check out Game Time right now. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code DNVR for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code DNVR for $20 off. And we are back here. Segment two. Um, one line that really stands out to me from camp, and you re- referenced this earlier, Wind, but there's an actual line. He says, I don't think the starters have missed a beat. Ball is flying around, making the right play, likes where the team is at mentally and physically. Now, here's what I love about this. I thought for sure there was going to be rust. Reggie Jackson yesterday says Jokic doesn't look rusty at all. He's right back where he is. We saw the video yesterday from camp. Ball is popping. Do we have it? Play that video here. We're not going to be able to see it. We'll talk through it. This is a peak ball is popping. Look at this. Tap pass by AG. Pulling his best Jokic. I mean, it's beautiful. And the extra pass from KCP to Poetry Mike, in motion. You know? So hold on a second. Murray to Jokic to Gordon to KCP to Porter for a wide open three splash. Man, that's like this is like fan fiction stuff. That was day one of camp, actually, wasn't Dude. it? Or was it? Yeah, that, that, was, was, day that was day one. The ball was day popping. one. They're so, in midseason form. <laughs> Don't you just love how they can roll the ball out and you just get that possession on day one of camp? <laughs> Haven't played together in four months mm. per Michael mm. Malone. Yeah. Um, and you just roll the ball out, and boom, you just have that. I, and there's something about it, man. That it's not. I really, I'm buying into it. This is what I'm saying: oh. is, is like camp. Sometimes you know, you maybe ham up. This is a storyline. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a storyline all year? Murray last year. One of the things I loved is he said he was talking about his chemistry with Jokic, and he's like, it's pretty cool to have chemistry like that with somebody where we just kind of, it's just natural. I feel like Murray and Jokic, their reps, they go back seven years together. Gordon and Jokic, four years now, I think. MPJ and Jokic, four years now. And KCP now into his second year. But those guys collectively, I just feel like, are at a place where it's not a chemistry between two guys. Two guys have the most, but everybody else I just feel like has it. And it's so encouraging to hear that they are, on day two of camp, already kind of looking like that team that won a title. How many months ago? What was that, four months ago? Mm -hmm. You you have some content, I don't want to step on it, that's coming up that kind of looks into this a little closer. But... The Nuggets are at a place now where, and we'll talk about Porter's injury, seemingly insignificant, um, though you never know, where they, the questions they are figuring out about 6 through 10, that is a, uh, that's a champion's problem, where even the other contenders have to figure out what their starter is like, who the fifth starter is, what do they look like when their backs are against the wall, what is their bread and butter action. The Nuggets are so far past that. So it's not, they're not, when it comes to one through five, the Nuggets are not learning things. They're building on things. And that is probably their distinct advantage over even the other reloaded groups. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you think about it and just, if you think about how many teams have their entire starting five coming back historically just after a championship run, it's not many. It's not a normal thing that happens. Right. I don't think. Like that's a reason, probably the reason why the Nuggets are in such position to repeat. Yeah. They have the same starting five coming back. Like that is a luxury that Denver has right now that a lot of championship winners that are looking to repeat don't have. It's it's a beautiful thing. 
I also get the sense that possession we're talking about, like this is day one of training camp, right? And it's rookies and second unit guys in front of them. Does anyone blame Jamal if he licks his chops and breaks that guy down off the dribble and just gets to the rim and goes with his left? That might be what some guys view as most fun. I'm not going to speak for them, but man, it sure seems like those five guys, that's the, the ball, roll the ball out. The new season just started. What do you guys want it to look like? And they're yeah. like that. Yeah. That's it for us. Now, Michael Porter Jr. did tweak an ankle today, um, you know, had some ice on it, had like a wrapper, a boot or something on it as he you know, was walking out today. So probably, but Mike, Michael Malone led with that or he came out right away. He was like, yeah, he tweaked it. I don't think it's anything serious, but, you know, it is a thing that happened uh, or, or what have you. But the more, so take that, we'll see if he participates in the rest of camp. I mean, who knows? We'll probably get an update tomorrow in some capacity. Yeah, I was told he probably didn't need the boot. Like it wasn't super, super serious, but just Kind of had it on there anyway. Um, But I asked Michael Malone about Michael Porter's comments because they, to me, at that media day were just so impressive. We talked about it on that show. And he had, he, Michael Malone was maybe as effusive in his praise of Michael Porter as I have seen him to this date. Agreed. Talk, and the line that stood out to me, he was just talking about, look, man, how many times last year were we talking about his defense in a positive way, that he's mm-hmm. made himself into a good defender and he's bought into his role. But he said, what he said, speaking of at Media Day, he said, that's just his words matching his actions, mm. which I love. Him saying, yeah, he said that at Media Day. But he did it all of last year. So he's just saying to you guys now what he's demonstrated all year long. And he just, I don't know that I've ever seen Malone be this, just to come off as this content with Michael Porter yet mm. in his career. I think it's actually maybe the first time or the most notable time that yeah. a Porter softball has been lobbed to Malone and he decided to take it 450. <laughs> and we've lobbed a lot of them. I've tried. I've given it my We've all. pretty much given him free um, batting practice on those. You're going to get some answers on a lot of different guys. Um, but no, he took this one 450 to dead center and that, I love it because it's at some point and yeah. obviously I think Mike responds to tough coaching so... I think we can just sort of move past his feelings, even people like me who are so defensive. But like, what about a potential Drew Holiday deal? Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) You could throw him in there and match the salary. And I love the way I'm I'm actually mad. I know you. I love the way you framed that, though, that I think that is the most effusive, explicit praise he's he's given Porter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know who he did shout out two players today that he think have been standouts. Sure did. One was Reggie Jackson, who's been getting a lot of attention. He said Reggie had played well. Early candidate for trading camp MVP. <laughs> early, can- early candidate. Early candidate. Yeah. Uh, but the other, a bit of a surprise perhaps, Justin Holiday. Not to said, me. Justin Holiday was really good today. His IQ, his ability to play off the ball, run the floor, multiple efforts. He's long and active. He played a little bit with the starting unit today. Did he? He did indeed. Did he, did he fit well with the starting unit? You know what? He fit incredibly well with the hmm. starting unit. Now, you got to be an idiot to not fit well with the starting <laughs> unit. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you got to be. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, you know what? This is why you know Malone's funny. Who was it last year? Wasn't there a player that went in and, they, and he, that was his quote? And he was like, I think you or me could be out there with him. Was it Bruce? I don't know. It was somebody I think that was more like he was like, you got to be really trying to <laughs> sabotage <or> <laughs> basketball if you're not a good fit with the starting five. Yeah. My God. It's a, yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. It's really my guy. <laughs> you know what? It makes me think that he played in the starters today. Was that by design? What a weird thing. If it was well, like, I'm guessing he stepped in when Porter, Porter got hurt. Yeah. Exactly. Which? So, I don't know. So, so something to think about there, but. 
You know, I was thinking about this. I don't really know Justin Holiday's game that well over the last couple of years. You know, I know what he was doing seven, six years ago or whatever. Yeah. But over the last couple of years, I couldn't really tell you where, where he's at. But I do know, and I've talked about this before on the show, but the way the Nuggets play, as Justin Holiday explained it, is real basketball, you know? And some guys are better at real basketball than they are at the other version of this. I'm one of these guys. Like, I can go into a specific type of pickup right, right. room and just look like a guy that doesn't belong because it's like, well, what am I? This is you got to fight to get the ball, not pass and just do some stuff. You know, whatever. That's bad. You get into work. All right, guys are cutting, floor spacing, this or that, and you look completely different. And maybe the guy who just has shake to his game doesn't look good. Right. I'm hopeful. Again, I don't know Justin Holiday's game, and I'm not really thinking about him as a major impact piece or anything like that. But there is always a chance that he's one of these guys that it's like, it's not hard playing with Jokin. If you know what to do, that's half the battle. He might just be one of those guys that knows what to do, and so all of a sudden he's an impact player. Yeah. Do you know what Justin Holiday's nickname is? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm breaking news here on the right, DMVR Nuggets news. podcast. It's a wind chime. The Fireman. Oh. Bro, that was so much better than I was hoping. He, he yeah. puts out fires. That's awesome. He puts out fires? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't. How do we feel about You know what? I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in. I don't need any more. Yeah. I'm in. That's Justin cool. the Holiday or Justin the Fireman <laughs> Holiday. <laughs> that seems a little bit weird. Uh, He's the fireman. Uh, do you like it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Where does it rank like among on the Mr. Dependable scale? Is he? Well, lower. it's funny you bring up Mr. Dependable. Oh, no. <laughs> really? How is this? Really? Right, it's what funny you, you bring up Dave on Reed because the fact that it was Justin Holiday that yeah. stepped in and played with the starters today. Uh, oh, no. I have some concern that Justin Holiday could be this year's version of Dave Reed. Oh, it's a lock. That's not a worry. Stop worrying. It's a lock. Yeah. That, that's a concern right what, what now. What do you mean by Explain what that and, means. And what I mean by that is he could be a guy that's maybe playing over or on some nights instead of a Peyton Watson. So, and last year's version of that was Dave Reed playing over Christian Brown at the beginning of the season. I have concern about that. Now, a season is so long, and I will say sometimes Michael Malone's patience is greater than ours and that he sees the length of a season. I don't, I don't think that's uh, <laughs> might not a be question. The case. It definitely is better yeah. than ours, yeah, or, yeah, or he's more patient there than you us. Go. But it was one of those things where last year you almost forget, but for almost the first half of the season, Christian Brown was getting DMPs or getting quick yanks, and Davon Reed was being thrown out there. And by the way, Davon Reed not playing very great at all during his minutes. No. But playing pretty also poorly. Also not in the league right now. Also not in the Shout NBA, out Mr. So Dependable. Who we legitimately love, friend of the show. Yeah, but we and like I, and I'm with you that I kind of expect a Justin Holiday elevation and really, really, really long runway. And I think just knowing Malone now for as long as we haven't seen these rhythms, I think that there might be some method to the madness, as annoying as it might be, as frustrating as it might be. I am prepared mentally for... I mean, I say that, and then I'm going to be mad week two. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. But, I, but I am at least preparing myself now yeah. for that exact timeline where we're in November and Peyton Watson hasn't played in a week for some reason, and we're all sitting here going, what's the deal? Um, yeah. There's even a little Jeff Green there, too. You know what I mean? Which, look, that worked out. Jeff was the eighth man in championship Well, he rotation. never left, though. Yeah. Um, I just I just mean to say there are moments where you're like, is it going to be Vlaco? Is it going to be Zeke? And because of X, Y, Z, Malone's safest pick was the veteran. And I I see some of that yeah. here. And, and look, you want to make Peyton Watson earn it. Yeah. I think just I like think you that. wanted to make Christian Brown earn it. Yeah. And I think, honestly, the path Malone usually takes with these things proves to be the right path and right. the right amount of patience. Um, but... You do want to make Peyton Watson earn it. And like, I had a good chat with Peyton today, and he knows he's going to have to earn it, and he's prepared for that. He's trying to earn it every practice. But 
something to watch. Yeah. Absolutely. I just think it's so helpful for Peyton to have two examples in Porter and Christian Brown who can just say, look, you know, trust the process, right? Tr yeah. Listen to Malone, and eventually you'll be on the court playing helpful minutes and winning rings. I think one of the cool developments, though, we did talk to Justin Holiday today. I think one of the cool developments is that I think there's a battle going on in camp right now for who is happiest to be there. <laughs> and I think right now it, 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 it's a pick 'em between Reggie Jackson and Justin Holiday. Both of those guys just keep wanting to remind us like how exciting mm -hmm. it is. And what do they have in common? They're journeymen, they're veterans, they're guys that have been around different teams and cultures and different things. And here they are in Denver, and they're like, you know what? This is kind of cool. This is pretty good. And he asked him about it. Why is it so good? What is it you like about it? He said, no egos. From best player, best few players in the world, they put you in actions with them. I love this line. They put you in actions with them. Every guy's Wait, just standing yeah. in the corner. You mean you're not just, yeah, standing in the corner waiting for a three while somebody dribbles and pick and roll at the top of the key? I don't think people quite understand the social and also just X's and O's dynamics of the NBA where a guy like Justin Holiday would arrive in, let's just say, the 2018 Rockets, and he's like, hey, what's our playbook? And he's like, it doesn't matter. Every play's the same. You're there. And the ball come to you about seven times a game. You could have just said the 2023 76ers. <laughs> there you go. But, and instead, but we need you to play defense. Yeah, but, we need yeah. to play. but I also do love the idea of like being out on the court. And you know when Yoke will be one way and then like the play will go and he'll be like, all right, we'll go to the other side. I just love the idea of him dribbling at Justin Holiday, like, hey, let's run DHO. And Justin's like, me? Like, what? Yeah. You want me to come get the. Sweet! Yeah, awesome. <laughs> they put you in actions with them was a thing he listed as a cool feature of the team. That's actually <laughs> awesome. I love They that. let me play basketball. Yeah. Can, yeah. can you imagine that if that was like, what do you like being about on the deal? They let me talk on the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, know, I know I played this note too many times, but I, I love how even Yoke couldn't really run a DHO with Tory Craig. He was like, <laughs> but he tried. But he tried. He did try. But eventually he just turned the other this way. This is what I was saying yesterday, man. The Nuggets just do things different. And guys should feel and do feel lucky and blessed to play in Denver because of things like this. I also think these are the first, this is the first real true. We projected a lot of parallels with maybe a Golden State. This is the first thing I can say definitively. I remember thinking and speaking of them as reverently in this specific way, right? And and I, I think you really can say that about Denver right now. Yeah. Uh, a couple more quick lines for him. Um, again, speaking of the team, the team invites you in, which is just another great phrasing. The team invites you in. They're patient with you, and they communicate well. I asked him because in years past, remember Richard Jefferson said it was the most quiet locker room right. he's ever been a part of, you know, this or that. And I asked him, and he kind of did this. Now, that was several years ago. But he was like, no, man, it's not the loudest team I've ever been on, but it's not quiet. Everybody's mm -hmm. happy to be here. They talk to each other. Like, there's energy in the room, which I just thought was great. It just shows you the evolution of this team. I think they were too quiet in years past. But then you say, okay, well, what word would you use to describe them? And I just love it. Laid back. This team is Denver, man. They are Colorado. They really are. I always say, what's the word I would use to describe Colorado? Chill. Yo. I just think it's chill. This team, chill. Uh, and then he said of Michael Malone, he's real. It's the second time, by the way, he's used the word real. He's real, straightforward. Conversations with him are like with normal people. He goes, some coaches, talking to them is awkward. I think this is a real, real Let's thing. Let's look at Justin Holiday's recent coaches. Oh, no. I think this is a real thing, man. There is a wave of really, really, really smart young guys who are coaching and innovating as yeah. they should be. But yeah. being a head coach... Last year he played for Jason Kidd. Okay, there you go. But I'll bet you he's awkward, honestly. Like Jason Kidd, I think he also played point. for uh, Nate, Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan, 
Task or Master. Joe Prunty or Quinn Snyder. Don't remember. Joe Prunty, probably a little awkward, but Nate McMillan. But you got Taskmaster. this is the easiest thing to lose sight of. Um, you know, Malone's in his is he in his fifties? I don't care. I just, just for a general age, um, he he has to relate to twenty three year olds, twenty four year olds. Right. I know Justin Holiday's not one of them, but right. this is. And then also just, I don't know, man, people from all around the world in different walks of life, particularly on this team. And that's, I think that is such a hard thing to do, but it was the first thing we could tell Malone had with this team, especially with those early Vegas trips. What did Austin Rivers say? Uh, everybody fucks with Mike. Yeah. It's Michael, <laughs> but he's a real one. I think he said the same thing. Yeah. So. I, it's so true, man. And I love, I just love that idea of conversing like a normal person. Um, I really do think it's, it's incredible. Fives out of camp guys still remain good. They remain very, very good. I've got another Acai bowl day. I've got another one. I'm, I am, I have a healthy skepticism about uh, Reggie Jackson on the floor. Happy to be proven wrong. Yeah, of course. Yeah. These are all like vibes talks, not necessarily X's and O's. Sure, we sure. See which, that Cause I know out. training camp, it's everyone's great. All the nugs are good, which, you know, yeah. but Re Reggie again, training camp was well well over today and Jalen Pickett's trying to get some shots up Reggie just takes the court with him to give him passes like the coaches are there they can rebound they can pass Reggie wants in and I, I just man it's little things like that that I really do think pay off yeah mm -hmm. all right let's take a break on the other side we'll hit a couple quick Jamal Murray notes are not really anything it wouldn't it wouldn't wasn't the most fruitful but we'll, we'll get to those here on the other side Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR at the DNVR bar this month check it out Broncos country Pale Ale, six bucks, the beer of the month. Breck Brew has a beer for every single occasion, and there's no better way to watch a game than by having some Breck Brew on tap. Breck Brew has been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to their love, passion, and love for making good beer. Did you know Breck Brew is made with 100% renewable energy? Check out some I of their favorites, the Avalanche Amber, the Mile High City, the Broncos Country Pale Ale, of course. Fun Slinger, Good Company Hard Seltzers, Juice Drop IPA, tons and tons more as well. Uh, check out their Breck Brew Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. You just type in your zip code. It tells you exactly where to get Breck Brew closest to you. Uh, yeah, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DMVR. And you'll see Brecks all over the country, but, you know, they're still Colorado. They're very Colorado. Like our friends Bacchus and Shanker, oh, yeah. who have had Colorado families backs for, what is it, over 25 years? For quite some time. Uh, they've also won over a billion dollars for their clients. You call Bacchus and Shanker if you've been hurt at work, in a car accident, pedestrian, it's not your fault. Give them a call at 222-2222. Now, you might be thinking... I don't know if I'm going to win. Last time I talked to a lawyer, it was expensive. It was complicated. It was dragged out. Bacchus and Shanker are not going to charge you for a consultation. In fact, they're not going to charge you to take on your case unless they've won. So give them a call at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker, they win. Are we back? We're back. We got All our right. uh, top five, too. But, um, uh, real quick on Jamal Murray. He also spoke today, but I don't have any notes. Yeah, 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 I'm with you, man. Do you have any notes? When do you have any notes? Um, Jamal Murray's locked in, man. He's, he's, too, he's locked in and focused. Too locked in for, for, I mean, he said the team's doing a good job progressing. Um, yeah. He didn't think, I asked him if he thought training camp was boring, you know, what I'm feeling. And he, like, really thought that was an absurd question. Like, and, and I like that. That right. tells you something right. where he was like, it, shouldn't, it be. shouldn't be boring. It's just preparation. Like, you should, like, like the preparation part. And I <laughs> love team. that one. Again, so that was awesome. She always tries to find new things to motivate him. Uh, and then he just said, young guys look good. They're playing with energy, and they're keeping the starters on their toes. That being said, today is Wednesday, and every Wednesday we try to do a, a never-ordinary Bet365 Top 5. 
Never Ordinary Bet365 Top 5. This week, Vote made a list of his top five things he's intrigued about from camp. Things he's just kind of thinking about. Oh, I thought it was players. So or players. Cool. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. It was players. I, it was players. Your cool. top five players that you find interesting about camp so far. All right, Kale. Uh, I'm just going to go at my own pace here. I'm sure you got me. I'm going number one. Wait, Red- number one? Oh, wait. I should probably start with five, right? Yeah. That's how we do it. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to go with Pickett, who we haven't heard a ton of about. Ha- sin- uh- have we heard a single Pickett drop yet? It's only been two days, but. No, the only Jalen Pickett talk has been on this show. <laughs> and so we haven't heard his name in a while. We were all intrigued in large part due to Adam. Uh, and I still am. <laughs> I still am. I'm just kidding, man. I-, I love it. I love it. I'm learning about him through <laughs> yeah, you. Okay. A whole part due to Adam. So, listen, Pickett may not be on the rotation. He is on a bubble, though, right? As a guy who can play with the ball in his hands, there's intrigue there. We haven't heard his name a ton, Mm -hmm. so he's on the list for me. Similar logic for number four. The Nuggets' highest draft pick is the guy we've talked about the least in that rookie class, Julian Strother. Mm. And I, he's part of that is logical. He's maybe further away from the depth chart because of where he plays, uh, from the rotation, I should say. And, but yet, this was the first guy that Calvin Booth had a chance to draft, and he said, I want that young man. And so I'm very curious to see what Julian Strother can do. Saw him shooting after practice. That's what he can do, and it looks good. So I, I'm just curious to see how he's fitting in. I like it. Number three, a name we haven't really heard all week. Yeah. Well, uh, Is this a top five list of names we, we haven't, haven't talked heard. about? <laughs> no, not necessarily. But that's why they're on my list. And yeah. that is Zeke Naji, who should be in the rotation... You're right, man. So real quick, be with all three of these guys, you're right. We haven't heard anything about any of them. Now, that's don't, don't read into that in any capacity. But it is interesting that you kind of think, like, it's only been two days. Sure, but I'm kind of sure. curious to hear a good positive anecdote about all of these guys. I mean, they've been talked about collectively. The rookies look great. Sure. Playing hard sure. and doing this stuff. But there's almost this understanding of it doesn't matter what they're doing. I yeah. mean, they're, they're doing great for them. Yeah. Here, here, here's the thing. Michael Malone said today, and he said this at media day, you know, in his last you know couple days of availabilities, that just one guy that could potentially come off the bench, that guy being Christian Brown, played rotation minutes for us last year. Right. That that's kind of been his position. There's just one guy out there. The rest are very unknown. I mean, Zeke Naji. There were 40 games last year when he was in the rotation. 40 wow. games where he played at least eight minutes. Like, that's playing, (laughs) I feel like. That's true. So it's a little weird how, of course, Christian Brown was in the playoff rotation. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Um, But, I mean, Zeke Naji was in the rotation for almost half the regular season. Do do 12 minutes because that means two stints. 34 games. It's almost the exact same. Almost the exact same. That's half the games, basically. And so there has to be... Considered playing, I feel that's like. That's way more than I would have guessed. There has to be some intrigue. And there have been so many, I think everyone has the same kind of questions about Zeke for so long. But this is the year where that question becomes particularly important. Is he a trade asset? Is he an asset to this team? We have to find out soon. So Zeke Naji, I'm really curious about him, fellas. Yeah. Number two on the list, a guy maybe who comes after Christian Brown when people are thinking about the bench. But a guy that if you believe what Malone's told us this week... Has not locked a position in the bench. Peyton Watson, how does he look? Is he ready? Uh, how is he feeling to start the season? Because we all know it's a big opportunity. We all know he sees that in front of him. But this is a guy who has a chance to take Denver's bench from something that can just tread water to maybe 
maybe be something palatable and fun to watch. Real, real quick note here. No limp to him today, no ice or anything like that. So I know yesterday we speculated, is there, you know, maybe banged up or this or that. Today looked, uh, by all accounts, perfectly fine. Wind, um, do you want to tease your thing? Is there anything you want to share a tease? I know you talked to Peyton today, had a little bit of a, got to have a good chat with him. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, the one thing I'll tease from this chat is that Nikola Jokic has taken Peyton Watson under his wing. Mm. It's a big wing. Yeah. That's a big, it's a big wing. That's mm. a big wing. It's a big wing. We could probably all fit under Jokic's <laughs> yeah. wing. He could probably. Yeah. Just one Serbian head cradle, three heads. <laughs> just. Uh, and I think Piwat has a really good sense of, like, I need to learn from this guy, and I need to soak up as much as I can, and I need to get on the same page as him if I want to play rotation minutes, yeah. which is his goal. One of his individual goals this season. Another is Rising Stars game. He's got a couple others as well. Um, but he's trying to you know, align himself with Nikola Jokic and learn from him as much as he can Smart. as he begins like the real portion of his time with the Nuggets. Really, really smart. Really um, smart. Uh, and I hope to see it. I'm just The Peyton Watson experience really is going to be so interesting and go a handful of ways. I will say, youngest guy on the team, and I do, the more I'm around the rest of these guys, the more it kind of almost feels that way. Because sure, even yeah. Pickett, Hunter, and... Strother a little bit has a little bit of yeah. like young guy energy, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? He does. He definitely... I guess he would be the one guy. But like Hunter and Pickett, to me, just seem like adults. You know, it's part <laughs> of his, they're so old. They're like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Um so it'll, I think it's a very interesting dynamic with Piwat going on this year with this team. All right. right. And then one. number one, it's the name and, and the player we've probably seen the most of, heard the most of so far, and that is Reggie Jackson. And yeah. It's been really awesome to watch him really, really grow into the, the, the vet role, even in just what he's saying, the way everyone did last year. The anecdotes I've had about him staying late and helping guys, I'm going to be honest. Like, I know that sounds so silly and so small, but – it stands out to me, and I've been doing this now for five years, and you don't see it all the time in empty gyms. Reggie is a teammate. But then also because on the court, Reggie's play really, really matters. And I, if we look at Christian as, let's say, a lock, to me, even ahead of Peyton, the success of the bench is most contingent upon Reggie Jackson. Yeah. And um, I, I think how he plays as a starting point guard and his ability to organize that group is a really, really big question for him, for this team. So he's number one for me. When, what do you think about this take? The rich homie Flom, you remember him? Covers the Clippers. Mm-hmm. A couple years back when Austin Rivers got here and we had an interview with him, I remember going like, man, I had no idea Austin Rivers was this awesome as a quote, you know? And rich homie Flom reached out and says, yeah, man, he's awesome. He's one of my favorites, you know, whatever. Well, the other day at Media Day, same thing. We have that interview I'm putting on the timeline like, man, what great interview, whatever. Well, Rich Homie Flom covered him again in Clippers goes, dude, Reggie, one of my favorites. I love yeah. that, dude. You're going <laughs> to love him out there. Yeah. Is it possible when that Reggie could have an Austin Rivers-esque bounce back with the Nuggets where it's like a guy that we're not really counting on. We kind of already had our, in our head what he was, bad things and this or that. And you come out and you're like, it wasn't that Austin Rivers was a great player. But it was like, oh, man, that's a serviceable, good player. Do you think that he could have a similar trajectory? Absolutely. 100%. And I think a big reason why is because, look, you got to have the right attitude if you're in one of those positions. Yeah. I mean, you got to be thankful for where you've been and, and where you are now and just kind of not expect too much and take what's given to you and just work and be a positive guy in the locker room. But also, man, like... The Nuggets are an easy team to rehab your career with. <laughs> yeah. They're an easy team to 
come to for a year, then leave and make a lot more money. Like the the Nuggets are should be heaven for role players out there. I mean, Bruce Brown like remade his entire career yeah. by spending one season in Denver. Right. Austin Rivers didn't exactly work out for him so far after after the Nuggets. Um, but I do feel like him coming here was a positive for his career. Uh, there are some other guys that have made a lot of money playing next to Nikola Jokic and kind of off of the stats that he helped them get. Every role player should want to come to Denver. So we, I asked Justin Holiday a question I asked DeMarcus Cousins two years ago, <laughs> given that he's like a journeyman, right? And he's, but he's, he's the, the business nature of the game is so clear to him. Is he guarded at all when he joins a new team? Because Cousins told oh, me he yeah. has really learned over the years not to think of himself as a buck or a nugget mm-hmm. because... A lot of hollow promises in I feel that like league. That's bad, but go on. Yeah. Well, I think that that is bad, but yeah. that's not what Justin Holiday said. He mm. did. He was very thoughtful in the question. He said, generally speaking, he tries not to be guarded, but I'll bring it home. But he said, with this team, why would I be? And it's it's just to that point. I think the vibe of the team, the opportunity, the chance to be in actions, the chance to win a ring. It's pretty clear. Awesome. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to tie up some odds and ends and talk about. News around the association, including Coach Prime hosting the 76ers. Oh, God. All right, we'll get to that on the other side. Guys, become a DMVR diehard. (laughs) There are so many great perks to becoming a DMVR diehard member, and you can do it for just $6.67 a month. That's like the price of a cup of coffee. Isn't that what most people say? Uh, all, or you can do it for $80 a year, $79.99. But there are so many perks you get when you're a DNVR member. You get a free t-shirt at sign up plus one every year after. 20% off all DNVR merch. 20% off all events, tailgates, takeovers, whatever. There's a diehards only discord that you get access to 15% off your tab at the bar here at DNVR exclusive merch. You get a physical diehard ID card, premium content in your inbox. So many, so many perks. It's well worth the price, which like I said, is only $6 and 67 cents a month. Check it out. Stop into the DNVR bar. Use those membership perks. If you want to sign up, go to uh, thednvr.com. Click on the DNVR Die Hard link. Fellas, I've done some investigating. I found yet another way that the great state of California is ultimately inferior to the greater state of Colorado. They do recreate out here. They don't have kind love. It's just not the same. I can't wait to get back to Colorado so I can get back to kind love and get 25% off in-store purchases with the code DNVR. 25, folks, that's bigger than any neighborhood discount you're getting. You can save up points, but you could just get a fourth off that order every time when you go to Kind Love. They're one of the original dispensaries. They've been around since the original boom here in Colorado. They've been there here since 2010, and they've just launched their own infused pre-roll line, the Turbo Joint. You've heard about it, uh, and the Turbo Core Stick, which is basically a toothpick that makes your joint turbo. Uh, it's awesome. Visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek, North Denver. Mention DNVR. Receive the DNVR exclusive discount of 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their Turbo Joint line. You can also visit their website at kindlove.com and use code DNVR for online ordering and their full extensive menu. All right, we're back. Quick little final segment here as we wrap up. And um, first of all, real quick one. Ringer has the Nuggets number one. Kevin O'Connor. He, uh, uh, you're still in the club, Kevin. Kevin O'Correct about this Kevin one. Kevin O'Correct. He's got the Nuggets number one. He's got the Boston Celtics number two. He's a Boston guy, you guys. He's going to put them. We'll give him a pass. For he's that. got them ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks. 
And then after that, the Phoenix Suns. And he calls those teams the S tier of the NBA. <laughs> I love tears. <laughs> I love I love how much you don't love tears. <laughs> I love tears. Uh, give me all the tears. S tier, A tier, B tier. Give me them all. Yeah. Is he right? I think he's right. I think he's. Right. I think he's right. Putting the Nuggets one again. Like I, I, I will say this. I'm happier when they're not one because then I'm like, what? I know. And this one, I'm like, oh, you got it right. Are uh, the Suns in the Nuggets tier? <laughs> there it is. You knew he was waiting. I knew he uh, had to take it. Spoiler <laughs> alert. They're not. <laughs> I love, I All right. Love so it. there's tier SS and then there's tier SB. <laughs> they're tier oh. S2, Harrison. Come on. Um, they're tier A. Yeah. Or tier one. You guys, here is a video of Jalen Brown dribbling as posted by the Boston Celtics. Whoa, so how let me could see you this. post this? Let me see this. If you don't know, there was last year. Are you not online? J- if you're not online, Jalen Brown really struggled with his left hand in the playoffs. Teams really learned that there was one trick in film study uh, that they found. He has no left. Well, this video Force him left. Standing still dribbling the I, worst you've I, ever seen. You guys are going to be really surprised. I'm going to come to his defense here. That is clearly an improvement. <laughs> He's been hard at work. Come I on, can't tell on. if this is a great troll job by Jalen Brown, to her, or if he no, just was naturally. No, I think no, you got to be no, better no. at it before you control. <laughs> I'm just saying, if he was like pretending to be bad, it's so bad at dribbling that I was like, he's not that bad. I mean, he has a th- hard time going left at the NBA level, not standing still. Adam, why would down. any small forward out there work on their ball handling? Like, uh, no, I've, I've never seen that as something a small <laughs> forward in the NBA <laughs> on a contender would work on. Oh my god! Shout is, out to Michael Porter Jr. We're getting, is, we're getting so, did work on it. Is Jalen Brown who you guys thought Michael Porter was? Uh, uh, I can't believe how good we are at being smug, Gail. It's unbelievable. What has happened to We've us? We've been waiting for this. We just catch every dub. That's we just all that catch matters. every dub, man. It's been great. It's um, and then our last story, guys. Definitely our least story as well. <laughs> Acai. So as you guys know, there's some cool things. The Philadelphia 76ers are here in Denver, and they're for training, or in Colorado, and for training camp, and they're in Colorado, uh, Fort Collins at CSU, at the Rams, and. Was it their owner? Who was it? Their gentleman? Who was it that was given the speech? Who was like, the reason we're here is the championship goes through Denver. So we're going to start here because we know, which I think is kind of cool. And also, like, if you're in Bede, you're probably sitting there like, oh, that's weird to say. That is can, weird. Can you imagine if the Nuggets, like, if the 76ers won the title and the Nuggets flamed out and then we're breaking up in public, <laughs> like, in front of everybody? And then the out place there, we're going like, to rebuild our team is Philadelphia. Philly. Like, if it goes through Philly, guys. We're, we're having here. I just think, so that to me just felt like a natural dub that came up. But then they took a road trip from CSU to CU, from Fort Collins to Boulder, so that they could have dinner with Coach Prime. Coach Prime hosted them, welcomed them in, which is a little weird, and I don't like it at all. I don't like it. Coach Prime didn't go to the finals. I wish he did. He didn't go to any playoff games. I was really hoping he would make the appearance. You know he would have been the most famous guy there, but it would have been nice. He didn't do that. He did host them in CU, but in hosting them, he may have also roasted them. Hosting and roasting. Because he also said, you know, back in my day, we didn't duck, guys. We didn't hide from competitions. Oh, yeah. We, when I saw I matched up with Jerry, Jerry Rice, I went right at I said, nope, I'm guarding him, which I actually think is not totally accurate. But nonetheless, <laughs> and at first you're kind of like, oh, he's insinuating Harden, or, or I'm sorry, Embiid needs to play in Denver against uh, Jokic. But then he goes, like, like. Like Embiid. <laughs> I don't want to like see Embiid. Who, 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 who could I be 
pulling into this. It was almost uh, like he, I don't know the guy right in front of me, right there, and then you can see him beat sitting. I mean, you only see the back of his head, and he's kind of like nodding, like yeah, yeah, man, like that's totally uh, that's right. So. Embiid famously hasn't played in Denver very much over the course of his career. He plays in Philly every time. He doesn't always come out here. I do feel like this story is big enough. I'm telling you, it is a lock that Embiid plays in Denver this year. Coach Prime has now called him out. What do you, uh, real quick, your take. We'll get to Boulder Boy in a moment, but what's your take on this? Is, is Prime roasting the 76ers or hosting the 76ers more? I think he's hosting them, and I think that was a real challenge. And I think it is. I think Prime is always aware of the different angles of perception yeah. to anything he says. Yeah. But I also think a lot of the the what could be perceived as bravado and machismo is real for him. Like yeah. that's how he has lived his life right. from day one till now. And so I kind of think the challenge part was earnest. Yeah. I actually think that was an all time great athlete looking at another great athlete and mm-hmm. saying like, "Hey, man, this is how it's supposed to be." I don't love that he hosted them. I really don't. Uh I'll, I'll leave it there. Yeah, I don't like that he hosted him either. But Coach Prime's got to be in the spotlight 24-7, 365, and this was the perfect way to do it. Um, I mean, I, I would like him to show some allegiance to the Nuggets, just a little bit, maybe like some something, you know, just some olive branch to the Nuggets would be cool. But I think this is him playing both sides. Yeah. And it's him playing it to where... He's looked at positively by both sides of it now. Yeah. He's looked at positively by the CU fan base and potentially like us in some ways because he roasted Joel Embiid. Right. But he's also like looked at positively by Philly potentially for kind of hosting them and showing some allegiance to them. So I I think it's him playing both sides and him finding a way like he usually does to just come out of every situation as like unscathed as possible and with as many positive kind of feelings as possible by every side. And yeah. I will say to his credit, just if there's a top thing, I mean, he's done so much well in Boulder, but maybe the number one thing he has done that no other coach could have done is put the school, not just himself, but the school in the spotlight. And this is a way to keep them there. And that all matters when you're recruiting. So I get it, but it would feel a little bit better if maybe I don't know, when the Nuggets went to Folsom, that was maybe received a little bit more warmly. <laughs> and I don't know. What, this stuff is easy to... We get upset yeah. about it on podcasts. It doesn't really matter. But I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. Prime should brand himself as a Nuggets guy. Yeah. They're the champs. They're the champs. He really should just lead in on like, man, you know what? We're doing what the Avs have done. He'd be an Avs guy. We're doing what the Nuggets have done. That's what we're bringing to Boulder. Right. Yeah. Um, but that'd I will be, say, nice. I do think Prime did. He he fed all mouths in yeah. this one. He yeah. like you know he hosted the 76ers once in a while. Roasted the 76ers <laughs> one a little bit. Prime he knows how to do this better than just about any. Maybe better than anyone on Earth, man. He knows how to uh, just like like I said. He did something that somehow you can see whichever way you want, yeah. and that's so he also so difficult invited to do. a couple of CU men's basketball stars there as well, which is actually pretty cool. So yeah. there's he is trying to 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 he is CU oriented. There you go. All right, guys, that does it. Tomorrow we have a special edition. Uh, might show up in your inbox a little bit later than than this one did. It might be a little bit later, but we should have some special guests rolling through the show tomorrow as we cover day three of training camp. I'm looking forward to it. Hit that like button for us. We'll see you on the other side.